Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, welcome back to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. We are fighting depression with the power of music. I you am betcha. a professional handicapped host, James Cox, and no, I am not, and still not, the voice of Scooter from the Muppets. Or am I? Hmm. I think you are. I think you've just been lying to all of us this whole time. 450 episodes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been doing a good job, huh? You're doing a good job. You could have fooled me. I'm commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums. I am your endless source of useless music knowledge. My name is Blake Mosley. You can call me Brosley, and I want to wish each and every one of you a happy new year. Yes, this is our New Year's special, even though uh, New Year's is on, what, Friday? New Year's Eve for Friday. New Year's Eve is Friday, yes. New Year's Day is Saturday, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to release this as soon as I can, which will probably be tomorrow. Depending yes. on how much stuff I have to edit, but yeah. that's okay because I, I love editing stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you want to talk about? Um, okay, so before we start our like a banter, you know, I sure. when you got on this just now, I saw mm-hmm. the glimpse of my eye, a Star Wars mug that you had. You sure did. I did. You sure did. This is my Mandalorian mug. I'm confused um, about, okay, so did you buy that? Okay, so for any of you who are viewing it on YouTube, you can see the little bent, but if not, it looks like a little bent on, okay, so it's his cheekbones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's his cheekbones. Okay. <laughs> that's his cheekbones. He doesn't have quite that type of facial structure um, whenever the mask is off because it's Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Um, he yeah. definitely doesn't have these cheekbones. Um, and if you're wondering, there is a lid for this mm. uh, mug, and I probably should have used it tonight. Yeah. To cover it up to keep it warm yeah. while we were recording. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Book of Boba Fett comes uh, comes out today, the day of this recording, and we're gonna watch it tonight. Allie and myself are huge Star Wars fans, so very excited about that. Love the Mandalorian. Very excited for the Boba Fett um, spinoff that's coming out. It's gonna be great. It's yeah. a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I heard they, they were gonna do a uh, a Ben Kenobi TV show. Yes, standard, can't wait but, for I'm, that. but I'm not sure if that's true or not. It is. It, um, it, is? it is coming okay. out sometime next year. I think they're in like post production now. So hopefully soon. I thought we were going to get a trailer on um, Disney Plus Day, and we did not. All we got was some concept art. So some people were a little upset by that. I'll have to say I was disappointed. I was not upset. So, I figured it probably was too soon to get a trailer. So, so is that going to be on Disney Plus or the, or the standard is. cable TV? Disney Plus. Oh. I, th- yeah. I think they can they can capture more fans if they, if they do it like standard cable. Yeah, I think so too, but Disney is not going to give up that streaming service. No chance. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, uh, how was your Christmas, dude? Good. Um, I, I just got um, basic stuff like, um, like, because I asked for basic stuff like, uh, yeah. you know, brand new pants, shirts, dress shirts for sure. work. And right. my, my, my dad bought me some beard stuff to, to shower with. Um, Perfect. I got a new wallet, which I needed, 
you know? Ooh, yeah. yeah I'm so probably due for a new one soon. Yeah, because I've had mine for about five years, and it looks like all raggedy, you know? Same. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. But, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, oh, my sister, okay, so, so, my sister was over here at, uh, this past Christmas break, right? Yes. Um, it's been years since I saw her, but, um, when she went home to Richmond, Virginia, she texted me and, uh, and she says, hey, are you looking for a Xbox Series X? Ooh. And she said, there's one here at Target over here in, in Richmond. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind taking one, you know, but uh, she yeah. says, but is that is that what you really want? I'm like, no, I want a PS5, right? Wanted a PS5. I feel so, you. I'm so, the same way. Right. So she says, hey, you better look at what you want, dude. I'm like, yeah, you know, cool. And then not yeah. even the day after that, she texted me back. She says, uh, there's a PS5 at GameStop. Hey. Hey, do you want it? I'm like, yes. So we're going to, well, she's sending it to me, to my mom and dad's house in Sumter. They're going to cool. bring it to me. So that's an early, early, early birthday gift. Nice, so, man. Yeah. Yep. You got a birthday coming up soon, right? I do. January 5th. Yes, sir. Yeah. So just uh, just a little bit further away and yeah. it'll be here before you know it. Not sure what to get myself. You know, I, well, I well, hell, I don't need anything because you know I got what I want for Christmas. Yeah. So I'm you should sure. treat yourself to some new vinyl. Always. Good thing that you brought it up because I did. There you go. What you got? Okay, so um, I, love, I love this part of the show where we show off the vinyl that we got. So uh, you remember our our boy Elias from Nine Point, right? I do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I had to pick this up. This is a okay. This is a I I think it's a single of of yeah. uh, the song Ruthless, and it's just okay. him and you know basic black, and on the back, it's nine point oh, Ruthless. Cool. And they did the yeah. uh, the cover of When Doves Cry. Doves Cry, the yeah. Prince classic. I love that so, song. This is a limited to a thousand copies, and it was like twelve bucks. Ooh, look uh, at you. Yeah. The cool, vinyl man. record itself is I think this is a blood like an off blood red and then yeah. you got windows cry on here and then yeah of course you got the um the ruthless song on here so it's a, cool i think it's a seven inch single yeah something like it yeah. uh, nice but but i think i'm i made your wife a little bit mad at me <laughs> i saw i saw i was hoping we'd get into that too yeah. <laughs> So so tell us what happened. Yeah, so you're okay. So I've been wanting this album for years, dude. This this mm -hmm. album is a pivotal album for anybody, any collector you want, right? Um, so I got this album, and then your lovely wife Allie says yeah. that she is jealous of me. So I'm not sure if she's <laughs> really upset with me or what. I know, I know if she's not, but um, she's furious. She's furious at me. Look at this. <laughs> I know. It's the, oh, it's great. It's it's the White Album, the 50th anniversary. It's got oh, and it's um, it's got the Beatles and Escher demos. So okay. It's got demos from the recordings from the White Album. Nice. And I did an unboxing video, and you can see it on my our YouTube channel right now. Go view it. So, Go yeah. check it out. Give it some likes. Okay, comment. So, okay, so if you had to name the Beatles. How would you name them? What was the order that you were told to, to you know? In order of um of the members? Yeah. 
I always I always go Paul, Ringo, George, and uh, John for some reason. I don't know why. That's just the order I always. It's very mixed up. I guess because Paul and Ringo he, are still alive. Because 99% of the time I heard John Paul, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Always. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I go against the grain, if you will. That's exactly what you see here. John, ah, Paul, George, Paul. and Ringo. Ringo, yeah. I guess I go by order of who is still alive. So Paul Ringo is my first two because right. they're yeah, yeah. they're still kicking. Yeah, um, yeah. wouldn't then, it be wouldn't it be badass if we had Paul or, or Ringo on our, our either our one? Team? What if we had John on? Uh you know how to bring back the dead? I don't know, but have you ever seen um oh man, what's the movie? What's the uh Beatles movie? Um hold on. Okay. Hey, what's the Beatles movie we watched where the guy wrote all the Beatles songs? Yesterday. Yesterday. Thank you, babe. Oh, Ellie's right there? She's in another room. Ellie's, Ellie's there? Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday. That, Yesterday. That's the name of the movie. Um, and it's, uh, we talked about it on the show briefly, but uh, it's it's like this guy has like gotten into an accident and somehow is in this parallel universe where the Beatles never existed. Right. Um, as yeah, because yeah, you were yeah. telling me, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great movie. So he's like, you know, and, and he knows all these Beatles songs. So he's playing them and people are like, wow, it's amazing. And so he gets famous. All he's doing is just playing a bunch of Beatles songs. So in that movie, um there you know if if the beatles never existed as a band um you know john legend john legend john <laughs> lennon would have never been killed because he was killed by an obsessed fan so therefore john lennon was still alive and right. this guy got to like actually meet john lennon and so if we lived in that alternate universe uh then maybe we could have him on maybe we could yeah, yeah. but oh, who knows man okay so since ali is there Tell her I'm real sorry about ma- making her jealous about me. Or is she here? James said he's really jealous about making you, or he's really sorry about making you jealous about the White Album. He should be. Wow! Did you hear that? Yes! Everybody heard that he should be. <laughs> wow. Okay, so I, I feel... <laughs> So it's a so it's so a, that. So I have a, a, I have enemy for life now. Furious. Or, yeah, she's gonna or, go give us negative five stars on the Apple Podcast app now. She shouldn't, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. So, what if I get well, the? I've got, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I've got some vinyl to showcase here. Yeah. Um, I received this beauty. Um, for Christmas. Um, this was from my mom. Um, Blink-182's uh, latest album, Nine. It came out like two years ago, but um, yeah, this this was... Uh, uh, I know it wasn't a lot of people's favorites. I really loved it. I, I like this new incarnation of of Blink. I love Matt Skiba and the band, so I, I'm totally good with it, <laughs> and I think this was a this was a great album, even though it's, it is very different from a lot of their stuff. There's still a lot of great songs on here. Right. Um, uh, first time heaven dark side um generational divide is a great like old school blink sounding song it's very very fast punk song um ransom is another really short i wish ransom was like three minutes longer it's a really short punk song but it's still great um i really wish i hated you pin the grenade there's so many good ones on here um so if you if you are hesitant to check out the new blink because tom DeLonge is not in it just dive right in just go for it man and and try not to think about that i promise you it's still good so great blink well, album 
Well, um, well, now I have them all on vinyl. Well, isn't Tom Long com- coming back? He may. Um, I've heard some things about that, and he's been asked several times, and he said he's 100% open to it. Um, And, you know, I kind of hope that they would do like what the Foo Fighters are doing, where um, they had um, Pat, who played with the Foo Fighters in their, like, original lineup, who left, came back, and he, you know, and played in Nirvana as well. Um, And now he's back with the band, and they didn't boot out the other guy that replaced him. They just have them both on stage now. So I would, as much as I love Blink being a trio, I think it's great to have, you know, the old and the new guys together. So, so so they had, as far as I know, they have now three guitarists and and, Foo Fighters. Yes, and what two two keyboardists and a drummer, right? I think so. So yeah, you still got you still got Dave Grohl playing like rhythm stuff and, right. and singing. Yeah. Um, you have Pat who came back playing guitar. Right. Uh, forgot the other guy's name um, that replaced Pat in the band. Um, he's still with them. So you have three guitarists. Um, you still got the guy playing bass. You still got Taylor Hawkins on drums. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, they've got a guy playing keys. They wow. got another guy thrown in there. So there are tons of people on stage. They're now. Yeah, they're a big man but now. Yeah. I'd be cool with Blink doing doing that, and that way you got one guy that kind of plays some lead parts, and someone else is playing rhythm. You can play both the uh, Tom DeLonge songs, um, the Matt Skiba songs that he helped write and right. sang on. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, um, and that, that was my that was my vinyl showcase for this episode. Now, James, twenty twenty one. Coming to an end. Right. Um, and before we get into our main topic today, uh, just looking back on this year, um, what would you say, if you could pick like your favorite normal episode we did, your favorite interview that we did, and your favorite cover wars, uh, what, would, what would they be from this year? Okay, so my favorite normal episode would probably be the grunge one. The grunge episode? Yeah, the that grunge, was a good one. Because... My heart is like solely like inside the grunge movement, you know. So yeah. the grunge started when I was growing up, you know. Nirvana mm-hmm. actually started at first, and then you yeah. got Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Can't forget those bad boys. Right. Yeah. So uh, gr- that grunge like really, really um captured me in a way that I can't explain to you because I mean mm-hmm. grunge means so much to me. So, right. That was my favorite normal episode. Yeah. Now, my favorite interview of all time, I'm going to go way back to our 40th episode since I'm not sure what year we recorded in, which is okay. Yeah. Um. So, if you go back to our 40th episode, because I listened to it last night again, <laughs> I smiled throughout the whole thing because it's so great for me. Um. Now, I will say that, that all, of my, all of our interviews are, are legit. Good. Yeah, you know, they're so fun. Right? Mm-hmm. But uh, this is taking nothing from the other the other interviews. They're all great. I love Gene Hoagley for coming on and then yes. like, getting get, getting us started with the whole you know um, interview of roller coaster. Yeah. But but um, Bill Pratsman Bill Pratsman is episode yeah. forty, mm-hmm. and man, I just had a good time talking to him. You know. Um, yeah, and we talked about some serious stuff, mm-hmm. like suicide, and some people need to hear that again because I think it doesn't get talked about enough, you know. Right. And we talked about how you can 
you can uh, train your mind not to think that way, you know? Yeah. So I think that's a very good good episode, good interview for people to listen to. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to have to help me with this because uh, my favorite cover wars, I love all the cover wars except for one. Remember the one that we said, no, this is trash. This is straight yeah. garbage. I don't know which one. I don't know which song that was. But there was one song where it was covered by some the, uh, bands that I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. I probably need your help on this. Okay. It, it was the episode where where I said, I hate you to the max. <laughs> because it was so hard for me to pick. And I'm not sure if you can remember that. Um... Let me. Let me um, I think that was. I think that was recently. Mm, or was it a while back? It was. It, it wasn't like the first one, but it, but it was like you know. Um, hang on. Why don't you tell the people your your favorites and all? Yeah. And all, and all yeah. While them. you're searching for that, I'll go yeah. ahead and do mine. Right. So I would have to say that my favorite regular norm, normal topic episode that we did this year um, was the Great Pop Punk Revival, um, and I just. It was so fun because I, I'm a huge pop punk fan and to see it come back in such a cool way now with a lot of hip hop artists that are turned into this pop punk subgenre now. Travis Barker's all over the drums in, in all of their songs. Um, TikTok is making a lot of those songs popular again with all their challenges. Um, I was introduced to TikTok for the not introduced, but I was I became involved with TikTok for the first time this year. And uh, it's been it's been cool to get to see that. In fact, last night, so my video um, for the uh, playing the intro to Sugar We're Going Down at church um, has now had two duets made with it. And uh, someone made a duet yesterday, and nice. it was so funny. Um, yeah, because yeah, so, I saw the first one, I didn't know that. I'll have to send you the second yeah, one. It's yeah. it's really funny. It's really clever. Um, but uh, so that's that was fun. Um, I'd have to say my favorite interview that we did was definitely having Darren Marlar from the Weird Darkness podcast right. on. Um, I've been a huge fan of his for several years. I love his show and to uh, kind of pick his brain about um, uh, it, like his his stance with mental health. And um, it, it was cool to have that insight because he's his show has a, gr- a lot of great resources for that kind of thing. Um, so, Darren, if you're listening, thank you again for coming on. And also my favorite cover wars that we did definitely going to be go your own way um just because those were so hard to choose from between the silverstein um version and the cranberries version because they're they're both so good um and such a great song in general i love that song it's it's my favorite fleetwood mac song for sure and then i love the no effects uh <laughs> one that we just kind of threw in there because as as terrible as it is it's still a great one to, to listen to and fun so yeah it, it, but what a great year we've had. Um, it, we reached our 100th episode, um, which is a huge milestone. It, it, at this point, we're past the 150 mark. Um, so we're chugging right along. 200 will be here before you know it. Know. 500 will be here before you know it. Um, and yep. uh, who knows where we go from there. So thanks to each and every one of you for listening uh, this year. Uh, it means a lot. Everybody that commented on a, on a post, everybody that left a review, um, anybody that shared the show, all of our interviews uh, that we did, anybody that came on, uh, we really appreciate it and um, can't wait to take this to the next level. I think it was, damn it, 
Oh, uh, oh, the oh, yeah, the damn it cover, the Blink One Eighty Two cover. Um, so Rustin Kelly and yes. oh, yes, that, 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 I got it right there. Um, Rustin Kelly and uh, some background. I could probably pull that back up too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good one because oh, the oh the, Jesse Jesse Daniel Smith. That's it. Okay, I yeah, hated I, you. I remember. For, yeah, man, I. I Dude, those those two were so good. It, 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 it hurts my heart to pick from them, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But see, but see, one was was a was a shorter cover, was a shorter version than the other one, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and I liked one better than the other because of one little. I I I guess it was a bass bass drum just boom, you know, just popping in there. Right. You know, very, very, it's very subtle, but 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 I could I I could hear it, you know. Yeah. I love yeah. the bass drums. <laughs> so yeah. It's a good one. So yeah. So damn it. Um, episode one hundred and four for anybody who wants to um, uh, revisit that again, please do. Yeah. Because that's great. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it, I I loved all of our cover wars we did, all of our interviews, all of our regular. I feel like we really came into our own this yeah. year with like we got it. We got a good system down for how this stuff like how our show works. So, you know, we do our main topics and, you know, for those of you listening that want like behind the, you know, scenes type of stuff, me and James kind of go over a topic. We throw some notes together and ideas back and forth. Um, James gets a lot of the interviews set up. So whenever we do interviews, we'll throw some, some, we'll text each other questions, come up with a list. Um, and uh, most of the time we don't even get through all the questions. It's just, you know, or, yeah. and then sometimes we don't ask hardly any of the questions because right. we're just talking. Yeah. Um, and then cover wars, we kind of figured that out. I think it's, I think that's a cool system we've got with a little bit of background on the song, just in case you're, if you're not familiar. Um, and this is mostly for anyone who might be checking this episode out for right. the first time. Like you've never listened to our show before. Right. Um, with, you know, tons of, of episodes in our back catalog that you can go check out. And I uh, feel like we really came into our own this year. So very excited to see where we go from here. So let me ask you something. Yeah. Which, which, which series, I call it a series, which series mm-hmm. do you like better? The normal episodes that we do every Monday or try to do every Monday or yeah. Cover Wars? Which one do you I like would, better? I would say. It's a hard choice. Well, here's the thing the interviews can go a- either way so sometimes interviews stress me out because i don't know if we're going to have somebody on um that is going to be a hard interview to do like they because we have had a few um where it's it's kind of hard to get an answer out of them or maybe they're just really short with their answers and you're kind of like mm-hmm. all right cool next question and um we've had you know, two of those two of we've those. had two of those that were that have been a little bit like yeah, but you know, yeah. still fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that the Cover Wars episodes are the easiest to do, um, because we're, you know, like I said, there's a background we throw into there of the song and kind of learning about the history of the song, maybe some facts you didn't know. I love that kind of stuff. Um, and then a little bit about the bands. If you're not familiar with the bands, kind of introduce you to them a little bit. We take a listen to it in its entirety, compare them, bam. And those are easy episodes to do and really fun. Now there's some satisfaction that I get of doing from doing regular episodes where we really take a deep dive into a song and we pull up a lot of history on it and we learn a lot on those. I love to learn about stuff like that too, um, right. which is why I'm I am an endless source of useless music knowledge <laughs> there you go. Uh, because of stuff like that. So 
I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite. <laughs> I, cover wars is the easiest to do. Interviews stress me out a little bit uh, prior. <laughs> and then, uh, but there's, there is a sense of, um, of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel at peace a lot with our normal episodes whenever we get done with them. Cause I'm like, man, that was cool. That was a lot of fun. And it may have been a little stressful trying to find notes and trying to find things that were interesting enough to, to talk about for an hour or so. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, they're all fun. I will say that um, I told, I 100% agree with you about the interviews and about the, uh, the regular shows. Cause you do a great yeah. job. You, you like, thank take, you. Take this to you took it and ran with it, you know. And well, thank you, sir. Yeah, so. You do a wonderful job as well. well, I, well I, I appreciate you as a host, and um, it's a lot of fun. Well, see, I started out doing the Monday episodes, but I'm like, Blake can do this. I don't, you know, Blake doesn't. It's not better than me. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand why I'm doing this, man. So I, so I gave you the give you the reins, and you, um, you know, you had like 14 horses pulled behind it. You know, it's great. Well. Well, what? thanks, dude. I, I appreciate you inviting me to do this with you two years ago now. Is it two years that we've been? It's two years ago, so. February. February. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. so we're coming up on a two year anniversary here. But, so, but I will say that my favorite thing ever to do with you is cover wars because I love yeah. hearing your raw reactions sometimes. You know, so, yeah, those are you fun. Because because <laughs> we, we, we all can't like. Because like, I know you've heard some covers that we did before before we actually did the show, which is great. Yeah, you know, and yeah. there's covers that I heard before, you know. But but I love talking with about them with you and getting your raw reaction sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like you you get the you get the because uh, there's one one cover wars, um, we did and my mouth. Felt wide open. You're like, ah, you, 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 you. I don't know which one that, but that, but that one, but uh, I think it was uh, was I think it? it was Thriller. I think our cover wars for Thriller with the uh, or maybe that was my mouth that was left on my jaw that was left on the floor. Yeah, I think with it was the, yours, but mine was like more open <laughs> than yours. You know, Cause the, the Lauren Babbitt uh cover of Thriller just blew my mind. It was right, so fun. Right. Maybe Pantera. Yeah. No, the, um, it, five minutes alone. It was the it was one where the lead singer was sounding like a sounded like a oh, like a feminine okay. voice. I know it was um it was semi charm life. Yes. Uh, dance Gavin dance. Okay, yes, it. yes, yes. Because I was like, <laughs> oh my god, he got that high. How he wasn't ready. How right? He wasn't ready. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. ready. Yeah. So yeah. So but uh, which yeah um, but uh, we have a few more. We have a we have a, we have a series coming up shortly that I think the fans will like, and Gosh, you and I yeah. and you and I discussed it, and I got your blessing, and but well, why don't we just tell them what it is now, you know, so that they look more. Yeah, it's so, gonna be a lot of fun. There's there's a few that we've got in the pipeline that we're gonna do. Um, we got some two parters coming up that I'm really excited about because we I don't think we've ever done a two part episode. Um. But yeah, we've we've got some two parters coming up, and I can't wait to dive into those. So yeah, that's um, be good. But looking back on this year, I would say that we definitely had a a, a better year for a lot of things um, compared to the previous year. Um, shows started coming back, so uh, there's some live concerts out there. I know you went to some, um, 
and uh, you know things are there's a sense a little bit of normalcy that's coming back. Not totally there yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, a lot of great music came out this year. We discussed that on our previous episode. Um, and uh, but there's some there's some things that uh, uh, some big music news that came out from this year that maybe some of y'all have either forgotten about or you never heard about. And I want James's 100% raw reaction on some of these things because I think some of these might have slipped by you. And uh, I'm really curious to hear what you got to say. So um, why don't we take a look? Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> that's I, I am 100% mo- like, mo- if, if that's some, all of these slip by me, because I don't have, ca- I don't have, I don't have cable TV. Yeah. You're not so, keeping up with the, with the news much. So, I, just, I, um, I, I just can't, man. You know, it's all depressing. Stuff yeah. And I, you know. Yeah. It, it can be. It can be <laughs> so, so. Yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah, let's, uh, but I'm excited about this. Yeah. Let's take a look back at the year 2021 and um, the biggest music news that came about. And uh, and kind of revisit that for a little bit. So yeah. uh, let's kick off with January twentieth from this year. Uh, Trump pardons Lil Wayne and Kodak Black. I do remember when this first came out because I was like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> so I've, I've heard of the, I've heard of this story, but I don't know what yeah what happened. So yeah. So here's what happened. Donald Trump granted pardons to rappers Lil Wayne and Kodak Black um, as part of the last-minute spree that saw Trump issue clemency uh, to many political allies on his final full day in office. Um, Lil Wayne pleaded guilty to possessing a firearm and ammunition by a convicted felon uh, last year, while Kodak Black was charged with falsifying information on federal forms to buy firearms. Um, Bradford Cohen, the attorney for both of the rappers, confirmed to Rolling Stone uh, that both were granted clemency. Um, he said President Trump and Trump and his administration have been tirelessly av- tire- excuse me have been tireless advocates on behalf of the African American community. Cohen tells Rolling Stone uh, these pardons are a perfect example of his admi- uh, administration following up on its reforms and commitments. So there you go. The last ditch effort from Trump while he was still in office, he's like, "Oh, by the way, let's get uh, let's go ahead and um, get Lil Wayne and uh, Kodak Black off on all that, and and let them let them uh, get back to their normal lives." So, so okay. do you remember that? I I do remember something like that, but I thought like Kodak Black was was in jail for like murdering somebody or something. I'm not sure. I didn't know what, who who was that. I'm sorry, Kodak Black. You know, oh, I didn't know about that. I, I didn't know he murdered anybody. I knew it was like something to do with guns, but I, mean, I didn't know. I mean, I, I mean, I could be <laughs> totally wrong. So if anybody knows, well, please. Um, yeah. yeah. But okay, so he pardoned Little Win and and Court of Black. Well, what about Tiger King, man? Ah, oh, you can't do anything Tiger about King. him. He's he's in there. He's in there for a while. Uh, we um, all know what I had yet to check out the second season of Tiger King, but um, we all yeah, know what we, Baskins did it. We we all know she did it. Um. But oh. I don't I don't know what'll come about from um from the Tiger King himself. Yeah. Uh gosh, why did my why did I just blank Joe Exotic? I was like, yeah. geez, I yeah, can't remember I, what his name is. I, can remember. I I will say that season two is good. Cause yeah. I watched it and it's and it's really, really good. Yeah. But he's still yeah, not we're gonna getting, have to he's still not once getting like that. all the Christmas stuff is over, we're gonna we're gonna jump back into some of those types of shows. We're still on a Christmas kick around here. So. Right, yeah, but I but I still don't think he's gonna ever get out until he's probably not. Well well I don't think he's in there for life, is he? Is he in there for life? I think he I think he is, but I think he's he's going through a really like aggressive cancer of some kind, I believe too. Oh. So I mean I don't I don't know how his health is looking lately, but Last I heard, he wasn't doing very good. So, oh. you know, we'll have to see what comes of that. So, so 
you know, I'm a big fan of country music, and I believe this yeah. guy is country. Correct me if I'm wrong. He is. Okay. Uh, he is. Now, are you familiar with this this gentleman? I've heard the name a couple of times. Yes. Okay. I'm not a fan of his. Um, I'll, I'll just say I've, it. I, I've not heard. A fan. Like, like there's one song that I've heard that I really, really like, but that's one song out of yeah. this whole okay. catalog. So, so let's dive deep into this. Yeah. Morgan Wallen uses the N-word. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, on, no. Now, now, did he do on February 2nd? This is when the when the or, news broke was okay. on February 2nd. Okay. Yeah. So radio stations dropped country singer... They dropped him, really? They, they dropped him. They dropped him. They, they dropped country singer Morgan Wallen, and his label suspended his contract. Oh, shit. After, yeah. after TMZ published a video of him chatting out to a friend, hey, take this, take care of this. Beep, beep. <laughs> take care of this. Do it. Beep, beep. Right. Inward. Yeah. While returning to his Tennessee home after partying. See? Yeah, not bad good. things happen to good <clears throat> people when you drink and party. No, Take don't, it too far. Don't drink and don't 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 drink and drive and don't drink yep. and party, man. That's that's two, yeah. two main things, right? Too far. So following coverage of the incident, Wallen almost immediately saw a one thousand two hundred and twenty percent increase in digital album sales. Yeah, and three hundred and twenty-seven percent increase on in song sales. Yeah, Shouldn't so he had a like spike a- in popularity after that. How about that? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. okay. I'm I, yeah. I, I'm confused. But, yeah, uh, but okay. So Wallen says that he did spend thirty days in rehab uh, following the alcohol fueled incident. He has previously said he uttered the slur at the end of a 72-hour bender. So what? Who cares? You should never say that. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you were doing. No. It is never okay. No, no. Especially that word. Holy crap. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he said, quotations, I was around some of my friends and we just, we say dumb stuff together. <laughs> Wallen said. Uh, in our minds, it's playful, but I don't think it sounds ignorant. I don't know if it sounds ignorant, but that's really where it came from. Following, <laughs> wow, following yeah. the release of the video, Wallen posted a an apology to his Instagram account, asking the fans uh, not to defend his actions. Uh, but he says that Friday he has met with the members of the Black Music Action. Coalition and donated money from spike sales to the group and other organizations. All right, here's what well, I'm gonna say about all that. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, please. So I think uh, I don't like this guy. Okay, this is one. This is one of those situations where you look at the guy and you're like, I just hate. Him. I just hate him. I hate him. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like him. And it's not because he's a country singer. I just I'm looking at him and I'm looking at his stupid mullet and I'm like, you look like an idiot. You look like an idiot. You do. You look like you are just pure trash, and he is pure trash. Um, and about this whole like asking his fans <laughs> not to defend his actions, um, which I saw a lot of that, by the way, and I do not think that's cool either. A lot of people were like, "Y'all are giving him a hard time." Like, no, dude, it's not okay. No. Um, 
so is. I think um, I think he was probably uh, encouraged by his team um, to because here's the thing immediately dropped from his uh, from a ton of radio stations ton of his label dropped him everybody is like nope sorry you you lost your chances buddy so here there goes all the money so somebody in his team was probably saying in his ear hey buddy you need to go on instagram you need to tell everybody you're sorry you need to tell everybody not to defend you like they were doing because i saw a lot of it saw a lot of people that i know that was defending him and was like geez um and then i think this whole like meeting um with the black music action uh, coalition and giving his that spike that he saw now i'm glad that he did that that he gave that spike in uh, in sales uh back to the community but i think he was probably encouraged i don't think he would have done that on his own i think he was probably he had somebody in his ear hey you need to you need to do this because you're in you're in trouble right now yeah right yeah very good you know, I think it's one of those situations. So because he even made the comment, I was around some of my friends in our minds, it's it's playful. So there's there's your there's your first indication that he didn't learn from it at all. He's admitting that it's a playful word to him. Um, I don't know if it sounds ignorant, but that's really where it came from. So yeah, you do sound ignorant. I'm just saying. That's my take. That's my hot take. It's hot. Wear gloves. When you when handling that take that I just gave you because it's hot, it's on fire. Right? <laughs> it's on fire. It's on fire. Third degree burns. Yeah, there are some words that you that that slips out, but I don't think that's that's one. That's of not them. okay. That's and not there's okay. no excuse. Oh, I was on a seventy-two hour bender. Like, grow up, man. Seventy-two. Grow up. Why would who yeah. stays drunk for seventy-two hours? Uh, an idiot. That's who. See, you heard it here first. Heard it here Lake first. Sorry. So. Anyway. So, are you are you a fan of Daft Punk? I am. Okay. okay, I'm not a huge fan of Daft Punk, but I know that there was a lot of people that were very saddened by this. Yeah, I do know a few things about Daft Punk. I do know that they started out wearing trash bags as as outfits when they first started. Yeah, and they came to be multi millionaires dressing up in like robots. And I do have yeah. one album, and. Yeah. I, okay, so I personally think that they are one of the, um, they're, okay, so if you take two bands and collaborate them together, right, it sounds perfect, mm-hmm. right? But, the, yeah. but Death Punk, um, with, um, The Weeknd on, on the song, I Feel yeah. Coming, best mm-hmm. song in the history, I think, collaboration-wise. Yeah. Best song. It's a good one. It's yeah. catchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. best collaboration-wise, I think. Uh, but yeah. I, I I was confused. I wasn't upset because I kind of see where they're coming from now, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about the story? Because I'm, you know, yeah, I don't know. So Daft Punk, uh, this is from February 22nd of this year. So Daft Punk, one of the most influential and popular groups who emerged in the past 30 years, announced their retirement via a video titled Epilogue. The duo's longtime publicist, Catherine Fraser, off, um, excuse me, officially confirmed the split to Variety and then declined to provide any further details. Mm. Um, Daft Punk's members, Bangalter, and I might be saying the, these wrong, and De Homum Cristo uh, met in the mid-80s at school in Paris as teenagers and soon after began working together on their music. 
they formed a rock band called Darlin, um, inspired by the Beach Boys song of the same name, um, with their friend Laurent Brankowitz in 1992 and released a song on a compilation on Stereo Labs' duophonic label. The song received a negative review in the Melody Maker, uh, which called, uh, which described it as a quote, daft punky thrash. Uh, and then, in, in a move that would set the tone for the rest of their career, they turned the negative review into their new band name. That was so good for them. Right. The uh, the two decided to focus on electronic music. Um, Brankowitz left, and then ultimately formed the band Phoenix. Um, apart from the two songs with the weekend that you just mentioned, uh, the duo's musical <laughs> efforts in the in the years since have been a little low profile. But given their past history, it's extremely unlikely that we've heard the last uh, from Bangalter and De Homum Christo, uh, whether or not they're working together or as Daft Punk. So, who knows? It just just because they say it's over doesn't mean it's always over. We've seen it a million times. We've seen bands announce this is the last tour that we're ever doing, and then they come back. <clears throat> Kiss, <clears throat> Motley Crue, <clears throat> ACDC, <clears throat> Did, well, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I. I don't think ACDC ever like called it quits. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, well, Kiss and Motley Crue for sure. Yeah, said it a million times. Because so. I saw the first. We were going to the final tour in two thousand one, yeah. but yeah. that was with Ace Greely and Peter Chris. So I saw the original. Oh yeah, that's right. That's I right. I saw the original four. Yeah. Uh, but do we know why they they they? they nope, we're not. Thirty years. I'm sure after thirty years of um of doing the same thing over and over again, I, I'm kind of surprised they haven't taken at least taken a break. Um. But yeah, I, I guess you just kind of get to a point. Maybe I need to look into that more. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they just probably just wanted to take a break for a while. So, so, so up until now, yeah. no one still knows what, what. As far as I've heard, I haven't heard a reason. So, okay. But well, yeah, and and we and we and and so do we still not know that Bangalore, Bangalore, and uh, Crystal is officially not them or. Or is that still suspect? Still suspect. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Yeah. Yeah. So. 20- I think our boy uh, Doc Brass too is probably a huge. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, they he were is. probably a huge influence on on him. Um, just for the the whole electronic, and then the masks and the masks look similar in a lot of ways. So, um, we'll have to have him back on and and ask that. Oh, definitely, so. definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I like the Grammys, but not kind of anymore because they're, you know, who cares about the Grammys anymore? Yeah. But uh, 2021 Grammys flop. <laughs> Boy, this did is, they. It's just interesting. I never heard of this either. Yeah. So it's yeah. all brand new stuff to me. I think this was uh, uh, announced on March 15th is what yes. I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Despite turning out a impressive, partially in-person show, the 2120, nope, 2021 it's not twenty twenty. It's not twenty one twenty yet, y'all. Not yet. Forgive me. Before you know it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the twenty twenty one Grammy Awards fell to a historic ratings low, with just seven point eighty eight million viewers tuning in to the CBS broadcast. I think if me and you got seven point eighty eight million 
people listening in, and it's not. It's I'd not still be doing okay. That's yeah. yeah that's totally a good thing. Uh, yeah. But the twenty, but the twenty twenty one Grammy ratings were down considerably from last year, which mm. drew an average of eighteen point seven million viewers across a roughly three hour show. The Grammys TV uh, ratings also saw declines in key demographics. Uh, Nielsen estimates that the broadcast scored a 1.9 rating in the adults, 18 to 49 demographic, another low for the show, for the award show. Uh, like ratings for other award show, viewership for the Grammys have declined steadily in recent years. The 2020 Grammy Awards, though, which aired in late January of that year, were down 6% in total of viewers from the, from the year prior and drew a 5.4 rating in the key of 18 to, to the 49 demographic and a rating low, too. Before Sunday's event, the least watched Grammy Awards was the 2006 show, a Wednesday night broadcast that brought in 17 million total viewers. Yeah, I have some theories on that. Yeah. I think for one thing, I I think people just don't care as much as they used to. Um, that, hold, hold on, now yeah, the Grammy is, is a is a music award show, right? Yeah, or, or is that okay? So the so the Tonys and Oscars, the movie awards, movies and stuff. Okay, yeah, the Grammy is like, okay, okay, perfect. So it's 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 the Oscars for music, right? Um, right. So it, it's it's definitely uh, it used to be a big deal, and there's still some some bands out there that have gotten Grammy uh, nominations and awards um, that you would never think um, would even be in that category. Like August Burns Red has has a few Grammys <laughs> under their belt, and that's pretty impressive. Right. But, um, I, I think people just don't care as much because I don't know. Maybe this generation that's come up, maybe our generation. And definitely, a generation uh, behind me just don't care about the prestige and the you know award show. Who cares, man? You like what you like, and just let that be it. Why do we have to have award shows in the first place? It, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. You can tell me that an album won uh, album of the year, and I can tell you how much I hate it. Like right. it's just I don't, I don't care. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of people are getting to that point. Um, and I think with these award shows like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there's tons of bands that should be in something that you would think would would. I mean, it would just be obvious. And there's and then there's some that have never even been considered for some categories, and it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think yeah. that's why is people just don't they just don't care about that kind of crap anymore. And I think many bands are, are are like okay, so there's one band, Guar, right? Guar, <laughs> Guar. The uh, uh, Odors Erungus like crept all over the Grammys. Yeah. It's like I don't want that. You get that, you know? Yeah. Effing, right. You know, like, he just crept <laughs> all over the. Yeah. That's great. I got to send you the extra video of that. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, because. I think that musicians and some musicians and most most. Actors are gaining too much of it, like a big ego. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I'm better than you. You're just a listener. You know, you don't. Uh, right. Now, without uh, without the listener, you have nothing, right? So, and I, I, right. I and I don't think very, very many certain bands don't give back to their fans like 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 one should do. You know, I think. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. Um, you know. 
All right. Yeah. Moving right along. Uh, this guy was up in the news a few times this year. Uh, <laughs> so here's some little, little Nas X uh, controversies from this year. Um, uh, this all started uh, around March 29th. So all started with the, excuse me, it all started with the March 26th release of his uh, latest music. Well, at this time of this article was his latest music video. <laughs> uh montero um call me by your name uh in which he dances erotically with variations excuse me various iterations of satan uh he is stoned by a crowd throwing butt plugs <laughs> transforms a spear um that has been homoerotically aimed at him into a stripper pole and then he slides all the way down the pole into hell before giving satan a lap dance as an excuse to seduce him murder him and then steal the crown of hell for himself and a win for bottoms everywhere so that's the start of it that was a big deal um it and was, then uh, <laughs> can, oh, okay for, oh, okay so can i say something about it real fast sure okay so when you be okay so i did i i did a um uh reaction video to bancourt i have i ever Everyth, Everethy, I don't know. There's their metal okay. band, okay. And mm -hmm. their their music video was was um a hell surrounded scenario, and this mm -hmm. is surrounded by a hell surrounded. I think very it, much so. I, okay, so I think if you do a hell scenario, I think it consider. I think it comes off as lazy. You don't have any any ideas, because <laughs> yeah, because it's like okay, well I want to like because everybody. Is, Everybody doesn't like goodness good anymore, you know. Yeah, so, right. Otherwise, that one person that doesn't like, you know, and if sure. you and, and if you cater to those people what they want, like like hell scenario, it's lazy, you know. Right, right. So, yeah, I get so, that. Yeah, but Lil Nas X apparently wanted to ratchet up the potential for outrage just a little bit further, so he partnered with a creative agency named MSCHF which is a Brooklyn-based promoter with serious Zardulu energy that's become known for a string of viral stunt promotions. Um, in 2019, MSCHF released a viral pair of sneakers uh, called Jesus Shoes, which claimed to contain a drop of holy water in every pair. Together, Lil Nas X and MSCHF designed Satan Shoes, a limited edition of 666 pairs uh, of custom Nike airs in which the air bubble in the soul has been filled with a mixture of red ink and quote, one drop of human blood. Now we've talked about this before. Um, yeah. Joey Jordanson uh, actually put like what drops of his actual blood and his signature sticks. And then kiss actually donated some of their blood right. to be featured in their comic books that they used to release. So not the first time we've heard of anything like that. Um, but the shoes, which costs 1000 uh, $18 uh, per pair and went on sale um, uh, 11 a.m. Monday, that, that Monday that it came out, reportedly sold out in less than a minute. Less than a minute sold out of all of those 666 pairs of shoes. Um, so <laughs> the article said, or should we say sold out, S-O-U-L. So, um, <laughs> I get what you did. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Although, uh -huh. <laughs> although Nike has reportedly moved to sue MHC, MSCHF and block sales of the shoes, citing infringement. So Nike was like, no way, dude. How <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't ripping us, us off because we need more money, obviously, because Nike's hurting. But oh, um, right, yeah, right, so yeah. If, it, if it wasn't bad enough. Well, all right. So I remember when Lil Nas X came out um, a few years ago, Old Town Road yeah. uh, was not my favorite song in the world got pretty tired of it 
pretty much off the rip, but um, uh, I've heard some of his other stuff and it's really not bad. Like he's, a, he's, I mean, he's good. It's just, he's one of those people that he's a shot. He's like shock rock. Right. So like the metal community shouldn't be, uh, you know, uh, surprised by that because you've got a lot of bands that kiss and Slayer and Motley Crue and all those guys, Guar, they're all the shock rock guys. So this is just a, a rapper with his, with his take on the whole shock rock thing. So he's going to make, music videos that uh upset a lot of people and then came out with these shoes and uh yeah yeah so it's been a crazy year for Lil Nas <laughs> so 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 MS CSHF so in my mind that means mischief yeah. mischief mischief oh okay i didn't even think about that Ugh, doy mischief yeah I That's probably it what it is. I, I look at it as, as, as mischief because it's surrounding. That's probably what it is. Here the, I am. Yeah, so here Elder I am. Apparently, <laughs> that's the category I fall into. Elder emo. Discovered that last night. Didn't what? even know that that was um, stood for mischief. Here oh. I go. <laughs> here I go. Yep. So who here knows? Go. You know, that might stand for this, something way yeah. off. You know, I don't now, know. Now, this next one is funny. I'm really excited to talk about this next one. Um, for the the second half is really really funny because uh, there's been countless memes going on going around on this and maybe you've seen them but tell us about our next story James Demi Lovato it's a good good music good 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 musician she's got probably. some good songs she's got yeah. some banging bangers and some or excuse me things. they've got some good songs we'll get into that okay they've got some good songs yes okay okay so it's a non-binary and things to go what seems to things. <laughs> She sings yeah, that's to I ghosts. Can't, I can't wait to get to that one. Yeah, sings to ghosts. Okay, so, can't wait to get to that part. So in between May 19th and December 22nd, she sings to ghosts, yeah. apparently. Yep, yep. Okay. Okay, so... This is recent. Debbie Lovato has revealed that the identify... I, I, what? Identify <laughs> as... Okay, that they mm-hmm. identify as non-binary mm-hmm. and will be using the pronouns that they them going forward there you go so not she or her right they and them they and them the singer broke the news in the first episode of their new podcast 4d with demi lovato ours is better y'all come on now come on uh saying that they reached the revelation right did that okay after a year and a half of healing and self-reflective work. She says in a quote, oh, no, they say in a quote. They say. I feel that uh, the, the I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allowing me uh, to feel the most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and I'm still and am discovering. Lovato says of the news on their podcast, in the first episode, I am excited to share with you what it means to me and what it may look like for other people. I want to make it clear that I'm still learning and coming to myself. I don't claim to be an expert or a spokesperson. Yeah, so that gets kind of confusing because of the whole they, them pronouns. Um, And I... I read the article a lot and thought that they were talking about a group of people <laughs> and multiple, right. multiple yeah. people with the they and them. 
but I mean, that, you know, that's whatever, man. That's your that's your thing. Um, this next part, though, no. I cannot. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. So we're not done. Okay, because I'm like we're not. Yeah, we're, we're not, not done. done with that one. Okay, because because this. Okay. All right. So yeah. Um. Okay. So December twenty second. I yeah. This is the first time y'all from me hearing this. So. Yeah. This is this is pretty recent. Demo, Demi, Demo, Demi Levado, um, Haunting's voice found in otherworldly news audience, new audiences, as they serenade a woke ghost <laughs> struggling with the trauma of sexism at, in, in the afterlife. Yes. The singer and activist who identifies as non binary uh, mm-hmm. found himself singing to an, a, a, what appreciative appreciative apparition <laughs> while exploring paranormal disturbances in the latest edition of their peacock TV show unidentified with Demi. so she sings the ghosts for real she sings the ghosts so not only did she come out as non-binary launch podcasts and has a peacock TV show she decided on excuse me they decided on that peacock TV show. Uh, to sing to ghosts. Um, and there is a meme going around right now that is so funny. And people are just absolutely having a blast with it. And I, I think it's great. It is funny. But yeah, so Demi Lovato has decided to uh, the, uh, to encounter ghosts that were victims of sexism in the past life um, and is singing to them. So, but there, yes, the the TikToks and the memes that I have seen shared ever since that news broke have been so incredibly funny, and uh, people are having a blast with that right now. So, mm. big year for Demi Lovato as well. I guess she's um, well. I I, 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 I have nothing to say. You've <laughs> rendered me speechless, man. You did good job. Well, that's good fine job. because yeah. this next this next story is definitely one that we oh all know God. about. We've brought it up multiple oh times on this show. This um, and uh, so this is this has been really funny, and I've definitely got some thoughts on this. But the Nevermind Baby sues Nirvana. This came out around August 25th of this year. Right. The cover for Nevermind, uh, the 1991 Nirvana album that is said to have helped redefine. <laughs> rock music features a naked four-month-old baby in a pool appearing to swim after a dollar bill that's been pierced with a fish hook that baby who is now 30 year old spencer eldon is suing nirvana for child exploitation and pornography saying the band knowingly distributed the naked distributed the naked photo of eldon as a baby and profited from it he is asking for hundred and fifty thousand dollars in damages um, from each of the defendants, each of them, not suing $150,000 in oh, total, so, so each person involved, he is trying to get $150,000 from, um, so which he- includes members of the band, um, Kurt Cobain's estate, photographer Kirk Weddle, Universal Music, Geffen Records, Warner, uh, Warner Records, and MCA Music. Homeboy's trying to get a, a huge chunk of chat, a chunk of cash from them. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, Eldon claims that he has suffered a number of quote lifelong damages as a result of the artwork, including extreme and permanent emotional distress, uh, interference with his normal development, um, and educational progress, and medical and physiological, excuse me, psychological treatment. Speaking to the Sunday Times, Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl hinted that there there are plans to alter the album cover for its 30th anniversary, which was this year. 
Um, he said, I have many ideas of how we should alter that cover, but we'll see what happens. And honestly, I can't remember if they did alter it. And if they did, what did they do? I don't, I don't um, think they did. I don't know if they did. Yeah. So uh, he said, we'll let you know. I'm sure we'll come up with something good. When prompted to comment on the lawsuit itself, Grohl said, quote, I think that there's much more to look forward to and much more to life than getting bogged down in those kinds of things. Although he did add that he fortunately does not have to deal with the paperwork and he doesn't, it, it's probably the last thing on his mind right now. Um, but yeah. So one reason I'm really like upset with this kid for doing this, um, it, it would be one thing if he's been silent all this year, all this time for 30 something years, he hasn't been. The guy has done numerous interviews. He's been proud to be the baby on the Nirvana cover. Um, he is, he went on a game show a long time. I mentioned this when we talked about it before. I remember watching a game show one time where it was kind of like two truths and a lie. And, um, the, and that guy was on it and he was, and the, the truth was I am the baby on the Nirvana cover and the other things were lies. And then he talked all about it and he was proud to be the kid. And now he's like, Oh wait, I want to get some money from this. So I'm going to sue everybody <coughs> that I can. Um, because the whole world has seen my little baby wiener. Okay, so oh, okay, so um, yeah, th- okay, so I do, I, I do have a couple of things to say about this too. Sure. Spencer has a tattoo saying "Never mind." Dave Grohl does, does not. Oh. Yes, Dave Grohl does not. That's one oh thing. Oh my god! Yeah, he's and, an idiot. <laughs> and then you talked about him suing each of the band members. Mm-hmm. Guess which one he will never sue. <gasps> Can't sue Kurt, so he's going to sue the estate. And I can tell you, that is a path you don't want to go down, buddy, because Courtney Love's going to get involved, and you're probably just going to wind wind up on oh, a train track somewhere, yeah. and uh, it'll be good night. <laughs> She's crazy, man. Hands, She'll hands. kill him. Just like you did to Kurt. Oh, oh hot take. boom, boom. You heard it here first. Yeah. Actually, didn't hear it here first. It's been on, it's it's been been on the numerous. Wow, but hey. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that happened this year. That was fun. So if you cheat your okay, so there. Okay, so have you watched The Office? Yes, big fan of The Office. Good. Then you know exactly. Well, I, I, I. Well, let's see. Okay, so, uh, in one of the episodes, um, Andy tried to get with, um, what's the blonde girl's name? Uh, Aaron? Nope. The other one. Pam. Excuse me. Pam. Nope. nope. The other second. The, the one that was oh, like. Um, um, uh, uh, Angela. Angela. Thank you. Okay, Sorry. So, yes. Yeah. yeah I, big brain, right? Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So um, Andy tries to get with Angela and yes. he coaxes his uh, sing, buddies to help him sing a song. It's, mm-hmm. uh, and it's one of, it's one of ABBA songs. Yes. That's like. And I didn't know that it was ABBA. Yeah. I, I think it was, Dan- was it Dancing Queen? No, it was, um, I have a question, nine, to take a chance on, take a chance on me. Take a chance on yeah, me. That was uh, it. Yeah. yeah. So take ABBA, ABBA is apparently back, y'all. And I didn't know this. I didn't See? know this. Man, this yep. is some great stuff right here. They're so, back. The return of ABBA. Okay. So this was written on September 2nd. Mm-hmm. Nearly forty years since this, uh, since they made music together, the members, the members of of, of ABBA are back. 
The Swedish pop group has announced the upcoming Hologram concert in mm. London as its first studio album in four decades. That's 40 years. Wow. Yep. It's been a minute. So like I said, we took a break in the spring of 1982, um, and now we've decided it's time to end it. The band announced it. The, the band announced in the in the news release. They say they say it's foolishly and to wait more than forty years between albums. And so we recorded a follow up to the or to the visitors. Yeah. What? What does that mean? That was their last album. Was okay. the visitors? Yeah. I'm glad I'm gl- I'm glad I have you here because I did not know <laughs> what they, you know. I'm like yeah. the visitors. Did someone did the aliens visit them or something? You know? Oh, that's the strangers. I was like, I was like, maybe oh, in there a horror movie. Right? Oh, the yeah. yeah, the visitors. Uh, yeah. The strangers. Excuse right, me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, the members are now all in your ceremonies and have released numerous solo projects for several years now. Abba has been teasing a reunion, and here we have it. Yeah, and it's here. They they had this to say about the hologram concert. We are going to be able to sit back in the audience and watch our, our digital selves perform our own, our songs on a, on a stage in a custom-built arena in London next spring. Uh, we're truly sailing in uncharted waters. With the help of our younger selves, we travel into the future. It's, it's not easy to explain but then it ha- it hasn't been done before, and yeah, I'm going so to say, back. I'm okay. So okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. So if you go see a gorilla show, is is in the gorilla show hologram? Yeah, it is. So, so, that, so yeah, so they do hologram concerts. They had that Tupac hologram Tupac? concert a few they, years back. They so had Dio, they yep. had Ronnie James Dio do it. Yep, and. Yep. Uh, yeah, so oh, speaking of this, um, the moment I read, uh, we're going to be able to sit back and watch ourselves, right? So yeah. Do 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 you remember when Kanye West said he's that for one thing that he that he, that he uh um um wants to do like his number one thing to do is watch himself. Perform. Oh yeah, yeah. He could do that. Well, it won't be long. He can do that too. He, he could do that. He can relax and just you know let his hologram yeah. do the work. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, yeah, but cool. awesome, man. Yeah, because because um, Dance Queen it was was their main main hit, and yeah. um, Take a Chance brought back the notoriety of ABBA. Right. Um. So I think that that, that this is gonna be a, a really really good album. I'm yeah, not- it's gonna be fun. Okay. All right. So moving on, uh, Eminem's <laughs> restaurant that opened this year. Do you remember that? Did you hear about that? No clue. Like okay. I said, I don't have cable, so yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So this is from uh, September 29th. So the rapper has teamed up with Union Joints Restaurant Group to launch a restaurant called Mom Spaghetti. Oh, uh, in wow, his, dude. Yes. Wow, dude. <laughs> in his hometown of Detroit, Michigan. As fans know, the moniker comes from the famous line in Eminem's 2002 hit song, Lose Yourself, yep. in which he raps. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on a sweater already. Mom Spaghetti. Hmm. Um, so the, <laughs> the 32nd, uh, excuse me, a 32nd trailer promoting the food, uh, the food, excuse me, the new food joint starts, well, starts off with a shot of the Detroit skyline. The rest of the clip reveals the menu, which includes, of course, spaghetti, 
with or without the meatballs, um, and a skeddy sandwich. Skeddy sandwich. Yeah. Not so I think it's great. If I'm ever in Detroit, I'm definitely going there. Um, I, <laughs> I love spaghetti. I love Eminem. I love Lose Yourself. I think this is perfect for me. Eight, eight Mile. Have you watched that movie? Oh, God. I love Eight Mile. That's it's a great movie. The best movie yeah. ever made. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. One of them, you know, there's other, yeah, there's other good movies. So, yeah, uh, Eminem has been doing good. Um, I've heard he's been talking some more crap to what's his name? Oh, Machine Gun Kelly. Yes. Yeah, they they still why. have their spats. I don't know yeah. why, but uh, I thought it was over. You know, I thought it was like I thought it was too Eminem when he when he bumped MGK into excuse me into pop into punk. Pop I thought that was the end of it, but apparently yeah. not. Apparently, he wants to. Have their whole music realm to itself, which is fine. Yeah. Because, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard tons and tons of uh tons about this. It was hard to this. not hear about this one. Right. So I mean, when you got YouTubers talking about this subject over and over and over a lot, you right. know you've you know you've uh pretty much effed up, effed up on your whole career big time. Know? Yeah. yeah. So. On okay, so this was written on November fifth. Uh, it's the Travis Scott concert tragedy. On November 5th, 2021, a fatal crowd crush uh, a blur occurred uh, during the first night of the 2021 Astro World Festival. Now, for people who don't know, um, Astro World is like a, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, um, give, give me one of the, 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 the major, um, Carolina Rebellion. It's, yeah, it's like a big, yeah, it's, it's like a big a, music festival. It's like mm-hmm. a three-day thing, right? Two, two or right. three-day thing. Yeah, so it's a big festival where a lot of people can just come and enjoy music. Right. A a music event founded by the American rapper Travis Scott uh, that he was held at the NRG Park in Houston, Texas. Eight people died on the night of the concert, uh, the youngest being nine years old, and two more died in the hospital um, over the following days. Um... So the cause of death for all ten was ruled to be a accidental, a compression, compressive, asphyxiation. Yeah, compressive asphyx, asphyxiation. That's all. That's, I hate it means, that Means it means they couldn't breathe, yeah. right? That, that means, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so with one of the ten affected by the uh, additional influence of toxic combination of drugs and out and alcohol. There you go. 25 people were hospitalized and more than 300 people were treated for injuries at the Festival Field Hospital. Mm-hmm. Multiple concert goers uh, documented the incident, posting videos and recounting their experiences on social media. Scott further um, responded to the tragedy in an emotional Instagram video. Addressing criticism that he refused to stop the show after the deadly crowd crash, and claiming that it, he wasn't aware of the severity of the severity of this situation. Any he says, anytime I could make out, I anytime I could make out, um, you know anything what's going on, um, you know I stopped the show and you know help them get the help that they need he said um he added the 
that he's working with the authorities to try to get to the bottom of this. Uh, Scott continued, I'm honestly just devastated, and I I could never imagine anything like this happening. Yeah, it was terrible. It was a terrible tragedy. Um, And, you know, we just, we did a Woodstock episode earlier this year um, as well. And I've been kind of learning a little bit more about the Woodstock 99 incident and the riots and stuff like that. But this was, that's Woodstock, you know, and they were prepared for a big group of people. I don't think they were prepared for the amount of people that were getting into this thing. From what I've heard, uh, the security was not the best. There was people (laughs) hopping the fences to get into this thing that weren't even getting in properly. Um, and it was just, it was, there was too many people there Uh, from what I've heard was, is that there was far too many people for the area that they were in. Um, so you, you can't necessarily blame Travis Scott for this incident because for one thing, he's just a performer, man. He is the face of it, but he is not the one he's got people who put these things together. Right. So you can, if you want to point fingers, you have to point it at security. You have to point it at, uh, the organizers of the event, um, because they um, obviously didn't do their part uh, because there was an overabundance of people. Um, and when you're on stage, if you've ever if you've never been on stage when the lights and everything are go, you can't see anything. You really cannot see out into it. It is very hard. There are blinding lights that are shining on you. You truly cannot really see into the crowd. So if he's going, if he is in the in the moment with the songs that he's performing, he's not going to be able to look out there. He's just going to look and see it, what it looks like moshing to him, I'm sure. I mean, we've been to metal shows. We know what that looks like. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but you don't always stop the show just because people are moshing. And, I mean, people mosh at hip-hop concerts as well. So I, I don't think you can point the finger at him on that. I, I don't think that was right. Well, you can, but you are, but you must, like, like, like you said, you can – you have to point the, the the finger at the at the security. Yep. About the venue who's holding this, you know, this big right. festival, and the fans too. You got to hold them responsible too, because I heard, and and and, and this documented, because someone got a video of it. Uh, they said that uh, the fans were dancing and jumping on the ambulance, going to the people yeah. getting in the ambulance way. So Terrible. yeah. It's awful, man. Yeah, the whole so, thing was so sad. It was it was terrible. Right. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So. But some good news. Uh, Very good that news. we got from this year. This was this was kind of back and forth. We got a lot of news about this whole story. It seemed like starting last year, we heard about a lot of this going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Britney Spears is free, man. Finally. Um, and I'm very excited to get into this when we do our. This is going to be one of the two parters that we do right. coming up. So y'all y'all stay tuned for that. But um. Britney Spears' conservatorship was officially terminated uh, from November 12th of this year, uh, bringing an end to the legal arrangement that that has controlled her life for 13 years. The decision handed down by Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Brenda Penny um, came less than five months after Britney testified (coughs) that the conservatorship was abusive and that she wanted it to end immediately. And less than two months after Britney's father, Jamie Spears, um, was suspended as her conservator. Uh, Britney Spears' case catapulted into the spotlight this year in the wake of a series of developments, including the February release of the New York Times documentary Framing Britney Spears and Britney's explosive June testimony 
um, which helped shed light on what the pop star has endured over the conservatorship and galvanized the hashtag free Britney movement. Um, now I didn't watch the, uh, framing Britney Spears documentary, but I did watch one on Netflix. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but apparently there was a Netflix documentary and a Hulu documentary that was, that was very well done, um, about Britney Spears, uh, conservatorship. And, uh, she definitely has been through some stuff with that whole thing. Um, and her life was definitely being way more controlled than it needed to be. And, uh, I think that was being abused by her father and I'm glad she's free. I'm super happy for her and uh, can't wait to get into more of that whenever we do our two-parter on the whole Britney Spears incident. So, so when you say abuse, do you mean verbally or physically? More like or holding they- her captive, basically. Like uh, she was basically stuck in her house for a really long time and had no control over what she ate, no control over what she did, what she bought, everything she, the, I mean, she couldn't even breathe without having somebody monitoring her and telling her you know do this do that don't do this don't do that um and then she would make all these videos and post them and she was like i'm fine y'all don't have to be worried about me and you could tell that it was like mm, are yeah. you really fine Brittany? you know like <laughs> yeah, come on are now. you trying to send some signals or are you just you know is someone saying hey post a video and tell everybody you're okay because they think we're holding you hostage and they were you are so, <laughs> like what yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so i'm glad i'm glad all that's fine she's she's good to go and um, nice, nice. We did it, y'all. We freed yes. Britney. Uh, that's right. <laughs> we didn't leave her alone, you know. Um, leave Britney alone. Okay. That's classic. Is that Chris Cocker? I think that's what it was. Yeah. Old school back then. Alone. Yeah. Thank God we didn't leave her alone. You know. Jeez. They did. Yeah. So I remember you telling me about this. We have to do a, a, an episode on this. This will be another two-parter. Two-parter, right. This so next one here, too. I, so. I'm kind of curious why this she, she released this. Okay. So we're we'll talking get about... get into it. Yes. So we are talking about Taylor Swift's Red album. Mm, so good. Yeah. Uh, it was written on November 12th. It's in this article, it says... And I... Okay. Uh, it says, Taylor Swift released and re-recorded... Uh, version of her hit 2012 album Red on Friday. Her second re-recorded offering is part of an ongoing effort to regain control over her material after the rights was uh, controversially acquired and later sold by music mongol Scooter not from the Muppets Scooter Braun uh, without her consent. That was good. I'm Scooter from the Muppets, not him. Yeah, you should sue him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Red, the album Taylor's version in parentheses, it's a second re-recorded album in in Swift's campaign to regain control of her back catalog with Scooter Braun's Ethica Holdings, controversially acquired in 2019. Uh, Swift opposed the acquisition, uh, which she described at the time of uh, as her worst case scenario, and accused Braun of bullying and attempting to dismantle her a music legacy. Uh, the catalog was later sold to private equity firm Shamrock Capital, uh, which, according to Swift, was without her knowledge or consent. After 
after multiple failed attempts to reacquire the rights herself, uh, Swift re-recorded it in its entirety. Uh, the, the singer released Fearless, Taylor's version in parentheses, in April, scoring herself another number one album. Yeah, good for her, man. She's she's taking back control of, of her music, and um, I think it's good. I listened to that uh, Taylor's version of Red, because um, I, if I had to, I, I like Taylor Swift. I, if I had to pick a favorite album of hers, it, it's Red. Red. There's a lot of really good songs on there. Right. Um, All Too Well is a really good song, and there's like a there's a 10 minute version of all too well that she had originally done that they were like, nobody does 10 minute songs. You gotta, you gotta shorten that down. You gotta dumb it down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And little, they, they, they've never listened to between the Barry to me and dragon force and dream theater or, and any of those. Guys. Or Bohemian Rhapsody queen. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yep. So like, they don't know a thing. And um, anyway, so they, they wanted her to like chop it up and change it. <laughs> so she released Taylor's version, the 10 minute version along with a, uh, a YouTube um special that was like a the short film that went along with the song uh it's got the i can't remember her name but it's the redheaded girl from stranger things um as the main character in the music video so it's really cool and um yeah we'll we'll get into more of that when we do our two-parter on taylor swift uh in the coming new year yeah so but um so that's the biggest news from this year um and uh, unfortunately, some other things that made the headlines with some musicians that we lost this year. Um, so we're just going to run through those real quick. Um, Alexi Leho from Children of Bodom. We did a Children of Bodom episode at the beginning of this year um, and uh, front man for Children of Bodom. And um, so uh, Hilton Valentine, uh, guitarist for the Animals, Richie Albright, uh, the drummer for Waylon Jennings, Lewis Clark. Um, he was the conductor from the Electric Light Orchestra, um, ELO. And uh, Sean Kennedy, bassist from I Killed the Prom Queen, a really good metalcore band. Um, Bunny Whaler, uh, singer and percussionist for Bob Marley and the Whalers. Um, Corey uh, Steger, from, uh, he was the former Under Oath guitarist. I don't believe he ever played on any albums, but when the band formed, he was yeah. the original guitarist. Right. Uh, DMX, tragically passed away this year. John Hinch, uh, former drummer for Judas Priest. Um, Tawny Katane. Uh, oh, the uh, White Snake model. Yep. The uh, she was in like four of their music videos. Yeah. She was on the album cover for Rats, first album out of the cellar. Yep. Um, Dusty Hill, uh, passed away from uh the bassist from ZZ Top. Um, Robbie Steinhart, the Kansas singer and violinist. Um, Joey Jordanson, that was a hard one. Joey Jordanson, former drummer of Slipknot and uh, Murder Dolls guitarist. Don Everly of the Everly Brothers. Charlie Watts, the Rolling Stones drummer. Um, Willie Cobbs, who's a blues singer, uh, Hank Von Helvet, uh, former, uh, turbo Negro frontman. Um, if you don't know who that band is, if you watch like anything on MTV, uh, during the jackass era, uh, they're the band that did all my friends are dead. Oh yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was turbo Negro. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Michael Nesmith, uh, the singer of the monkeys, um, all of them passed away this year. So RIP to all of them, um, and condolences to their families. Uh, that's I wish that list was a lot shorter, for sure. Right? Yeah, because that's a lot of a lot of people that yeah. we lost, especially from. Yeah. I mean, because I I never thought that that Dusty Hill would. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, invincible man. If um, what what shocks me still to the day is is Dusty and um and um oh with a guitar Billy Gibbons. 
Yeah, yeah like one beer, one beer is the mile high, right? And yep. the and the drummer Frank Beard is his name. Frank Beard with he no has, beard. He has a mustache, man. That still <laughs> just a mustache. That still, that still shocks me. To, I, I, like I have no clue why, you know. He um, should change his name to Frank Only a Mustache. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so we know we've uh, said a lot of depressing stuff with that with that list. Yes. And have no fear because Blake is here. Brosley is here. Whoops. With a mental health minute. Yeah. Last one for 2021. This is something we started doing this year. Um, and I think it's been great. We've gotten some great responses from it. And um, I found a list that's like, uh, that's good for like New Year's. Uh, resolutions and things like that. So we'll do a few of those in the coming weeks um, as this new year gets started. Um, But uh, take advantage of this year to improve your overall health, which goes hand in hand with your mental health. Um, Over the next few weeks, we'll provide some tips, like I said, uh, from uh, priorygroup.com to help help set some new goals this year for yourself. Um, So the first one on their list is cut down on your drinking and avoid the drugs. Um, so you may have been drinking more than usual during the party season and maybe even have taken some drugs during this time. However, these substances are incredibly harmful to both your physical and your mental health. It is well known that alcohol is a depressant, which can negatively uh, affect your mood, making you feel low and anxious. Depending on which drugs you misuse, the effects of your mental health can range um, from anything uh, from depression, anxiety, and euphoria to long-term psychosis, hallucinations, and delusions. Alcohol and drugs can also lead to you developing a harmful addiction to these substances, where whereby you become both physically and psychologically dependent on drinking or taking drugs in order to function effectively in your day-to-day life. Um, there's a whole host of benefits associated with giving up these substances. That is why uh, it is so important for you to take steps to cut back on your drinking or just stop altogether. Um, and avoid drugs completely as a means of improving your mental well-being. If you think you have a problem with alcohol and, dr- and drug misuse, it's crucial that you seek a specialist, um, special support in order to help you overcome your addiction. So all that saying, uh, if you feel like you can't function as a normal person without taking some kind of drug or uh, drinking yourself silly, um, just to get through your day to day, get help, man. It, it's not it's not helping your case at all. It may be a temporary fix, but um, yeah, you got to get past that. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, because I've I've known well, I I know a lot of people that 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 it has has issues drinking, and it's never good. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's all I'm gonna say. Because I, I know so I had a co coworker. That you know that it's not that's not working right now because he loves the uh, the the alcohol more than I guess his job you know so yeah who knows who knows so, yeah not good no no sir so uh thank you for listening to this end of the year recap um, special twenty twenty one so ring in the new year twenty twenty two. And let's have a good year, y'all. Come on now. We all, we all, you know, we all deserve a good year. Yeah. The last two years was not meant kind of us, you know. So, mm-hmm. okay. So, thank you for listening to the show today, and be sure to share this with all your friends and family. Uh, we are available on multiple podcast apps, including, but not limited to. Aha. Uh-huh. There it is. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Google. Uh, and Stitcher and Spotify. 
We're on that too. And All be sure and yeah, and be sure to leave a, a rating and a review if you'd like to see our podcast grow. Uh, we'll read your reviews right here on the show. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's a. Please leave a leave a, and um. Tell us your your favorite thing you did this year in the in the reviews. You know. Yeah. Give what a, was your favorite episode that we did this right. year? Let or, or 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 what did you do for this year? You know. Yeah. Anything. Just leave us a a, a review, and we love we love to love to read it on our show. Um, so the best way to stay up to date with all uh, with all with us is by following our social medias, including Instagram at When Words Fail Podcast, uh, Facebook WWFMS Podcast, Twitter When Words Fail MS. We're on email, so you can email us anything you want to, um, within limits. You know, don't send us <laughs> yeah, email. not anything. Not, not anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm married. That's right. Um, when words fail, podcast at gmail.com or on YouTube where you can view this episode right here. Uh, YouTube.com slash when words fail, music speaks. And TikTok and the website is when words fail, music speaks. Predator.com for the website. You can also go on the website, purchase our merchandise. If you just click on the link up on, on the tab on the top of the page. We sell shirts. Um, what else do we sell? Stickers. We got laptop cases. We got face masks because now there's a new Transformer variant that's out there. Uh, so get your face masks. Um, you can get your baby some clothes. You can get uh, a hoodie, I believe. Hoodies. You can get T-shirts available in two different designs, correct? Yes. Yes. And I'm actually working on another design. Nice. Um, You've done the designs for the the two that's on there, right? Yes. I'm going to come up with one as uh, myself. And um, also, shout out to Tristan, who recently bur- uh, purchased yes. something from the store. Um, Trist- I used to work with Tristan. It's a buddy of mine. And uh, he hit me up and said he bought a shirt. He loves it. Said it was great. And he's looking forward to buying some more. Nice. Well, thank so you. So there you go. Thank you, Tristan. That's also a great yeah, time you, to help us out. Because yeah. um, apparently, if you buy merchandise, you help us a lot more than reviews yes so it is very yeah very helpful to buy some merch so if you guys want to see us grow um and uh want us to go on and do bigger and, and better things with the show buy some merch man it helps us yeah. things these things cost money but uh so you can follow me on the social media as well i'm on instagram and twitter it's at blake underscore mosley m-o-s-e-l-e-y uh i'm on youtube youtube.com slash mosley with three y's so it's m-o-s-e-l-e-y-y-y i just posted a bunch of videos from this past christmas season of a bunch of songs that i played at church so got the full playthroughs of those on there uh i'm also on tiktok at blake brosley um i'll have to send you the duet james that someone just recently did with my yeah sugar we're going down <laughs> yeah. church cover yeah. um you can check out my uh little podcast project i'm doing called south carolina spook show uh, it's all about true crime ghost stories and the paranormal and all that stuff cryptids and everything from the uh, south carolina state so it's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, CastBox, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Um, I'll let you know if any more become available. Um, so it's out there. Send it to your friends. I appreciate it. Also, if you got some ideas, send it to scspookshow at gmail.com. Um, if you got stories of your own, and I'll do it on the show. Uh, that's also been something that I, I got involved with this, uh, this year. So uh, proud of that. Nice. It's been, been good. So 
Nice. Um, sources from this episode come from Rolling Stone, NPR.org, NBC News, Variety, Decider.com, Hollywood Reporter, Daily Mail, BuzzFeed, The Guardian, Time, Wikipedia, Vulture.com, and Forbes.com. We do not own any of the music used in this episode, and no copyright infringement is intended. And with all that, on behalf of James, I just want to say thank you guys again for listening to the show, sharing the show, giving us any feedback. It's very much appreciated. Cannot wait to bring you more in the coming new year. Cool. Thanks again for listening. And always remember, when words fail, music speaks. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you next year. See you next year. Ha! 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 Ha!